Hey everyone, before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. Hello everyone! I am Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. Check this out. I got a really great guest with me at this time. He's the lead singer for Reno, Nevada-based metalcore band Preacher. Please welcome Nate Garrison. Or like, who is this guy? Either one. Either one. But you're listening to Super Cool Radio. Let's go. That's right. I... I, I like the enthusiasm. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. We're in for a very fun time. Before Preacher, how'd you get started as a musician? And what got you into metalcore? Oh, I was I was like a loser in high school. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I don't know. I was always really passionate about music. And I don't know where it came from because like my whole family doesn't have like a musical bone in their body. Like, they all love to, like, listen to music, but as far as playing it goes, like, he, I, I couldn't beat back the bloodline to save the life of me, because even my mom's like, where did this come from? Uh, but yeah, I wanted to be, like, the best guitar player in the world, right? Um, I mean, you could see how well that worked out. Right? <laughs> um, I tried my best to get into it like that, and then I was doing some small vocals on the background of, like, playing with your typical garage bands, and everyone's like, you know what, dude, you should just... um. Should just use a microphone. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And then, uh, I mean, sad to say, the rest was history really after that. I just kind of stuck with the microphone and it kind of chose me as an instrument. So, like, cool. I'm in. Let's see what happens, you know? Oh, for sure. And now, for, for you, since, you know, not your family wasn't too, you know, musically inclined to start performing, was it like a little bit of a challenge for you to find kind of uh, like what you wanted to do with music? Um, not really. I feel like since I was born, this was something I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. So it was weird. It's like I came right out of the womb and I was just like, oh, I want to do this. You know, so like my whole life was perpetuating towards this. And the fact that I'm still doing it um, means that it's speaking to me on a deeper level than I even understand sometimes, you know. Yeah, for sure, you know, the whole the whole universe speaks in ways that, you know, sometimes you just don't, you know, don't know <laughs> quite quite what it is, but you know, like I think I'm on the right path path with, with this. So yeah. I, I totally understand. I still, I still don't know. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it, you know. Exactly. I mean, I think the the only thing that like that hurts if you is if you stop. If you stop trying to pursue things and you just come stagnant, then is there really a point with everything? True and wise words from my man Matt right there. Beautifully said. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, that was, that advice was free too. You didn't need to, no no <laughs> consultation or doctor appointment. <laughs> so that's free therapy so, right there, baby. 
<laughs> That's right. Hey, especially with the health insurance and premiums and costs. Uh, <laughs> hey, you definitely... hey I'll, I'll, I'll just send me an invoice, dude. I'll take care of it after it goes to collections. All right. <laughs> My people contact your people. I'll get a carrier pigeon to you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, so you're a little back on track. So, uh, what drew you uh, to metalcore? Metalcore was always, I mean, we, we, we can all just say it. Um, it was, it was freaking under Oath's fault. Wasn't it for everybody? Like that was your fault. You know, if I, if I ever get to like sit down and like talk with those guys again, and we'd be like, yeah, dude, thanks. You know, but like maybe like a nice, but like also kind of condescending way and be like, yeah, you know, I probably had dreams to become like the best jazz artist in the world, but then you guys just drop colossal bombs in my childhood and, I had to do it, you know, so because it's so good, it's so good, and then it just leads you down the rabbit hole of everything else, man. Like, there's so many bands I can name right now that just influenced the hell out of me to want to do something like this. So, um, I just, you know, the culture, uh, the music itself is just uh, so much fun. Because I know we say metalcore, but it can really mean a lot of things, and that's cool to me. Because when you say like deathcore or you know, like hardcore, we know what we're talking about, but like when we say metalcore, it's like, what kind of metalcore, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so there's so many different like subgenres within the genre. That's, that's what makes this genre so cool is that it could literally be so borderline like deathcore or beat down hardcore, but still come back in that mid. It's like, it just allows you to do whatever you want basically and still go into the niche of all these other genres and still have fun with it because it's kind of like opened up to everybody that's a part of these things, you know? Well, for sure. And I know it's definitely a very diverse uh, genre. What I really like about like listening to different metalcore bands is there's a lot of good storytelling. I think like the storytelling in the lyrics, I think is very underrated uh, for many metalcore uh, uh, bands. Right. You go from like, Dis disfiguring gods to you know like police brutality and then you got like hey my girlfriend broke up with me and i'm upset <laughs> exactly it's, it's such a wild spectrum man it it is one of the widest range i think for like if you're going for like music genres and subgenres, it has like the widest range that covers almost like every feeling even if you don't know you're having that feeling it is covered right and you can also interpret it however you want you know, I feel like so many people like try to go to like what everybody else is doing, but it's like in metalcore, it's like, guys, you can do whatever you want. I mean, look at a day to remember, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, bro, they're a metalcore band, but you know, they have heavy pop punk influences and they, they did that shit because they're a metalcore band. They can do whatever they want, you know? So it's just super rad. I'm still waiting for their deathcore album now. They'll do it eventually, you know? <laughs> I think they're working up to it. I, I remember I saw them live, uh, and they um, they covered a uh, um, it was Kelly Clarkson. They, you know, they covered Kelly Clarkson, and they did it. You know, you know, it was a little bit heavier, but I was like, you know, that's what's up. I can respect that, bro. They are so heavy live, and it's like unreal because you listen to their music, and like I feel like they tone it down in the records, and then when they get to go play it live, it's like balls to the fucking walls, man. You're like, God. They're heavy as shit. <laughs> it's so rad. Oh, definitely, and just the uh, just the heaviness and just all the emotion like you, you feel throughout like a whole concert for a day to remember is it, it's incredible. I, I don't really know exactly how to describe it, but it was a lot of fun. Right, 
Yeah, that's like the epitome of trying to describe what an actual metalcore genre is. You're laughing, you're crying, you're having the time of your life, you're feeling super depressed all at once. It's just like... <laughs> that, that, that's a good summarization of it, for sure. <laughs> so, um, for you, so getting back, talking about Preacher now, so you guys just released a new single entitled Live Life Lobotomy in October along with the music video. So how was it recording this single? I think it's a little bit different from some of the previous music as well. Well, it's actually part of like an album that's going to come following with it, which is really cool and a lot of fun. I mean, our guitar players are kind of nutty because they just don't like to stay in like a tuning. <laughs> They're just like, well, I wrote this song in this tuning and this song in that tuning. And then, hey, we're going to do a whole new record just in this tuning. And you're like, uh, how do we do this live? And they're like, that's a great question. None of us have like hella money for guitars. So we'll figure it out. I'm like, you guys are crazy, man. So this is our first step into actually just going to full seven strings. I know we wanted to do that like, like as soon as we could, and this would be our step towards it. And then uh, this song, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this one, just because even hearing the intro, I'm just like, man, are people going to even like us? Because <laughs> yeah, it's like this dancey, groovy beat and stuff, but we all were just like, it has to be there. Like this just this, this song like fits itself and it kind of wrote itself within that type of thing. And that's when we all kind of looked at each other and were like, man, when we said we we like to do whatever we want, I didn't know we actually like, we're like, dude, we're going to do whatever we want <laughs> as far as the music goes. So it's very exciting because like to give that piece of music out of what we've written all around it and everything you would think that all the other music might either be the same or get very far away from it but it actually all complements each other which is really cool so I'm very excited that this is like the lunging song that we introduced the new album with and uh, everyone's just it's so like there's so many more treats to give <laughs> you know like so um, if I could put it it's like when sh like uh, Violet shoot on that uh, piece of bubblegum and uh Willy Wonka, right? She's having breakfast, lunch, and then dinner, and then yep. blows up into a, a, a giant, you know, blueberry. That's uh, that's this record. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very unique way of describing it. But I, I very much enjoy Live Life Abotomy. I think it. I, I don't know if is groovecore a, a, a subgenre. If so, that's what yeah, I would call it, it. It is now. All right. <laughs> We're yeah. No, that's another thing I've been liking a lot too. Is because I know we are definitely like. Um, flagshipping a different tone to bring to metalcore. I know we're metalcore, but I know that we're like one of those, it's like, well, you're like more like a preacher metalcore band. <laughs> like that's what's gonna start happening. And I'm like loving every minute of it because like even listening back to our discography, it's like, you can't can't put a finger on us because we're just like, well, let's do this or let's do that. Or that sounds really cool and this is really fun. So we don't limit ourselves to any boundaries or any any anything really. And I think that's like the beauty of art and music is that you don't you don't have to limit yourself. You you can do what like whatever's in your head that you can produce out in the world, you can do it. Like there's there's really no rules like, oh, I have to be, you know, just a deathcore band or I just have to be a metal band or a rock band or whatever. There's artists, you know, flipping genres and stuff. I think it's cool. I think it's unique. And I think it's it keeps like people who listen to music just you know fresh and it keeps them on their toes with it. 
Yes, but you also see a lot of like you know people that had, like had to die on the hill of what they like started with genre wise, you know, and then they started to, like want to drift into something else because they were having fun with it or it was their new passion and everything like that, and then their fans were like, Ugh! <laughs> you know, and you see them just like get dissipating. You're like, oh, that's so brutal, bro, and it's like. I get it. So I think even just starting this project alone, we were like, we were going to do whatever the hell we want. And um, hopefully we just build a fan base around it because everybody knows that anything that we're going to give them is going to be either way different or right on the money of what we already produced. So it's like, you can't be disappointed listening basically because <laughs> you're like, I have no idea what these guys are going to come out with next, you know? Oh, that, that, that is very true. And I'm definitely, I, I look forward to seeing where you guys progress from here. Cause obviously you change, you know, the style is a little bit different, obviously compared to your other, other styles that you guys have incorporated, but I really like the, the kind of like the groove elements and the dancey elements in there where I think it had like a really solid groove throughout the whole song. I was like, I'm really digging the little like nuances and the grooves in it. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's just like to follow the line with like a dance beat, but like bring it and make it metal but not like what we're used to, you know, like what, who would be the best band to say this with? I don't know, like, like, like Breathe Carolina, right? <laughs> Breathe Carolina was yeah. trying to do something like that, but you know, that was, that was very short lived, but I don't know. I mean, still grabbing little things here, and oh, yeah. just putting it together, you know? Oh, for sure. And again, that kind of going with, you know, what I, what I just said, you know, a few minutes ago with, you know, doing, you know, kind of the art, the way that you want to do it. And you did have a good, uh, good point about there were a lot of artists who, you know, either died on that hill of, you know, completely changing <laughs> a lot of different genres or they, um, they kind of evolved to it. But then like people realized like, Hey, wait a minute, this is a different sound than the last couple albums. And they kind of didn't realize the progression of the band. Um, it, it is very interesting. I think people like, like the familiar stuff, but also at the same time, you have to keep kind of reinventing yourself to continue progressing into a different sound as well. There's a fine line and sometimes fans don't react a lot, you know, the right finest of lines, bro. You're the pigeonholed or you get to be lucky enough. Like thrice, thrice was like, you know what? We're stopping here and we're going in this direction. And then Bringing the Horizon was like, dudes, this is what we're doing from here on out, you know? And everyone's like, we love you still. But everybody else, very, very rough time. <laughs> like, look at Parkway Drive right now. I just feel so bad because the fan base is like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, that's Parkway one, Drive. Just give them a break, man. Those guys are animals. You know? <laughs> that one, I think, was a little... Um... Like sometimes some bands you can kind of see like, okay, they, you know, incorporated some different elements and they changed the, the, si the style on this one song. Parkway mm -hmm. Drive kind of just went, here's a new album. It is completely different for everything. Enjoy. And um, <laughs> I think people didn't like the suddenness of that. Oh, they didn't even do it at all. I mean, like we got enough of it on IRE, right? And then they just dropped this next one. And it's like, bro, you should have just gave us Horizons 2 and just like blowing your fans' fucking minds. You know what I mean? But then again, I understand it's a musician's preference. You know, you got to enjoy what you play or else you'll just, you'll, you'll fucking die, man. <laughs> you know? That's true. That, that is true. But I mean, again, it goes along with, I, you know, the beauty and also the kind of um, pitfalls in music is, hey, I can do whatever I want. And then, and then fans go, well, no, I didn't like that. So you can't do whatever you want, but you kind of can at the same time. It is very compli complicated uh, mess most of the time too. <laughs> definitely, definitely. 
especially when bands discover you, right? <laughs> They're like, well, I really like this album. And then they come to see you and you're like, what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> I love when that happens, man. <laughs> that That is a very, very good analogy too with that, yes. Um, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, at least like you're not doing like, hey, we're a me- yo, here's a metalcore album, but then we're playing acoustic guitar on stage. You know, you're not doing like that drastic of a change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, so you'll at least get subtlety from us, but you know, I-, I also think we're also that band that will get down the road where you're like, okay, you guys are changing it up, and then we'll be like, bam, like that record that you really liked from us. We'll just be like, we revisited like that kind of tone and stuff because. We like to like do we need to do another record like that that'd be a lot of fun you know and we bring out the dynamics of it and still give it back to you you know so always keep you on your toes and then that's what i really like about you guys but also something something really cool that i very much enjoyed from you guys was the music video for the new single uh, <laughs> i thought it, it looked like a lot of fun so how was it filming the music video and how did you develop like the concept for it well, as my acting debut, oh, right. <laughs> nice. Trust me, I usually like to bring in like um, like actual uh, like models or actors or like or placeholders and stuff like that. So, but with the limited time that we had, we just we didn't have any time to hit up like a friend or somebody we know that like can nail a role or anything like that. So we were just kind of guns to the wind. Like, how are we going to pull this off? And they're like, Well, you're going to have to do it. And I'm like, Okay, cool. I'm in. You know, so we kind of gave it a shot and I was very excited about it. And because um, we literally got a call from our manager, like on our way back from Blue Ridge. And the minute we pulled into town, I slept. I woke up the next day, picked up our videographer, Blake. And then uh, we started hashing out <laughs> like, what we were even going to do with this music video. The first thing we thought of, we were like, oh, dude, we'll just shoot it in our tour bus. And they were like, that's great. Then what? <laughs> And you're like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. We need some stuff to go along with this, you know? So me and Blake really just, like, we're smashing each other, like, against each other's heads all freaking night, like, just trying to write stuff down and get it down. So um, the whole concept and everything, which there will be a part two, which is really cool. I didn't know, like, how that would unfold, but that's coming soon. So it all became, it all just came together super quick and um, and a lot of fun. And the time, like, because me and Blake were really exhausted because we, because he was on tour, too, with another band called The Void. And uh, so, like, we were all just kind of getting back into town from touring. We're, like, looking at each other drooling to try to get this done. But we did. And after seeing it, we're like, holy shit, we really were on our game, you know, (laughs) trying to get this done. Because by the end of it, we're like, "Uh, well, we shot it. I don't know what we did, but uh, here you go. Go home with all this stuff. And then you sent us back renders, and we're like, this is is incredible. So to, to, to this day, not just because I'm acting in it, but it is one of my favorite videos we've ever done. Oh, I really like the 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 story, the idea, and um, the different kind of uniqueness. Like, you know, shooting in a bus. I know that's you know kind of more on, you know sometime out of necessity, <laughs> but also out of what you had practicality as well. But um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was something different. You don't see many music videos like that. The fun fact that it was shot during the day and during the nighttime, but it looks dark at all times. So when people were asking us, like, what was it like shooting in the actual bus itself? I was like, it was hot, bro. It was so hot because, like, um, we tried to go to an extended period of time, right? And, like, sometimes you just can't get stuff out of people when you're filming them. So, like, the band members were just juiced because we all just got home. 
So we realized that we had to kind of cut the line at certain parts, but like the, sh the stuff we needed to shoot had to be in the dark. So we had to go buy like giant plastic, like black plastic wrap and like cover the entire bus. So some of those shots that you see is not during the nighttime. It was during like the day and it was like 80 degrees outside in black plastic wrap and our tiny little bus. <laughs> so to like try to not look like we were just profusely sweating our freaking faces off. Like it was a huge challenge, but really fun stuff on the back end that you remember you're like oh we had to do all that to make this work you know so i'm a huge you know buff when it comes to that even watching films i'm like man i wonder how they made that scene you know <laughs> so there's a lot of cool little nuances like that throughout the video that you just you couldn't even tell you know oh for sure and i know there's a ton of stuff one yeah, this is one of my favorite parts of like watching a movie too is like there's so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes and so much stuff you wouldn't even really think of like buying, you know, tons of black plastic wrap to wrap around. <laughs> do you know how much you had to get to do that? No, I just grabbed a ton because we were late. <laughs> Me and Blake, so Blake's a director and I was like the stagehand and like co-directing with him. And uh, cause usually that's what happens when you're, when you're balling on a budget as a band, you don't get like the full treatment where like you have runners, um, you know, stagehands, grips, you know, everybody like kind of staging it for you and then the band gets like put in and like take the band out, you know? Uh, with us, we're so hands-on, it's like, okay, we're really running everything behind the scenes while our buddy's directing and filming everything. And so, uh, yeah, me and Blake are pretty much late every time. You know, I, I don't know what it is, but it's like we're, like we're either grabbing stuff last minute or maybe, you know, I was like, oh, dude, he's going to need a coffee or something because we need to keep him up because it's 3 in the morning. And, uh, yeah, we, if, if you're on our watch, just know that we're going to be 10 to 30 minutes late. <laughs> so, and then while we're doing that, we're just making the most obscene decisions because it's like, well, how much bus do you think we need? I'm like, I don't know, but we're 30 minutes late. So just throw a bunch of shit in the cart and let's rock, you know? So we always end up, like, at the end of our music videos, like, where did we get all this shit? <laughs> like, but we don't save the receipts for anything because we were going so fast. And it's like, okay, great. So now my like my garage is just full of stuff that you can use for music videos if you need to. Well, at least you have a nice uh, selection of stuff that you, you might need for upcoming <laughs> music videos. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. We can't use it ever again. But if any of our friends are like, hey, we need some black plastic, I got plenty, bro. <laughs> right? I got a whole football field. We're good. Yeah, pretty much. So, but also um, – you did mention before we start talking about the, the music video, which by the way, I will drop a music video link for Live Life Bombing in the description of the podcast. Make sure to check it out. You get to see, now you heard all behind the scenes, so now you get to see the finished product. But you did talk about um, performing at Blue Ridge this year. Uh, how was that experience? Unlike anything I could ever imagine. <laughs> it felt like I that's what I've wanted to do my entire life. You know what I mean? Um, it was super cool. It was super humbling. You know, like I know a lot of bands would take those type of opportunities and go home and like kind of hang up the hat a little bit, you know, um, it made us come back like really hungry, you know, to do more or want to do bigger things. And um, I would say the best part about that was actually getting to rub shoulders with bands that we actually look up to. And, uh, you know, try not to freak out, right? Because you're like, holy shit. You know, like, they're really just standing right there. But to have, like, the um, the accolades and what you're holding on your back as far as, like, how much you trust, like, the process of what you're doing, to be able to go up and actually stand next to them, like, hey, I'm also an artist here. How are you doing? Kind of thing. And uh, for them to reciprocate that and be like, oh, my God, hey, how's it going? And to even have a few of them, like, oh, my God, I heard about you guys. I can't believe you made it all the way out here. And 
you know, we can't wait to see your set kind of stuff. And, you know, you're trying to like hold back, throw up the entire time or like just being explosive, like, yeah, oh my God, I have a poster view on my wall and stuff like that. Like, um, it, that experience alone was just super duper humbling and super duper cool. And I couldn't be more grateful uh, for the opportunity, especially for the individual who owns the actual festival, who's like now like a really good friend of ours, which was really, I didn't see that happening, you know, because <laughs> you can kind of roll into these things and you're kind of under the radar, but I guess we did our due diligence and cause we were, we were very big on treating the staff like they were in our, our, our whole entire like um, unit, right? So, cause there were, we were, we were handing out our extra waters to security. If we had extra beers, we were like sneaking it to them. Like, go, let me. <laughs> cause it was just, it was so hot out there. There were so many people and um, everybody was just taking care of everybody. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And then also too, like we didn't really go too far as like, you know, be separated from like the crowd or anything. Like we parked our bus, like, where everybody was camping and just hung out with everybody. And that was just way too much fun because those people party, man. <laughs> like, it's so crazy because you thought maybe night one, like, yeah, everyone's going to be reserved. Everyone's going to take their time. But no, man, dude, the, like the, the freaking, the uh, cornhole was out. Everybody had their canopies up. Music was blasting and everybody was getting trashed. And it was just like, wow. It's, you know, we hadn't even started this thing yet and people are just going after it, man. Now, I'm not going to say that they weren't hurting by, like, day three or four, but, dude, it seemed like everybody stayed, and it was crazy. So the experience that I can say, I know that was very long-winded and very huge answer, and I'm sorry about that, but it's just if you have the means to go, go. Like, it's one of those festivals I would urge you to uh, plan a trip and go to. It's that much fun. Well, I'm really glad you guys had a really awesome experience. I think some some very important that you you touched on is obviously treating everybody you know right, professional, um, and you know cur you know courteous to everybody. Plus, you know, giving them waters. Plus, it, it is very hot out there. I've, I've interviewed a few bands who performed at Blue Ridge over the years, and it is it is very hot. It's the dead of summer, and you know it is extremely hot. But treating everybody right, like people see that. That people definitely take notice of that. Yeah, because it was like after we started hitting out waters and people started getting to know us as we were like walking like backstage and going everywhere and then after catching our set and everything we started noticing like the golf carts were pulling up to us more and asking us if we want rides or you know we'd go to catering and they would give us seconds you know <laughs> so like that. we were like Dude, that's so cool you know because it wasn't like we were trying that's just that's just the kind of guys we are you know we didn't think like hey if we do this we'll get this in return we were just like Dude, you look like you're about to fucking pass out. Here, we got all this extra water, bro. Or here, dude, give me your shirt. I'll stand here for a minute. Go fucking sit down for a second, you know? So it was just like our, our kind of like how we treat our team and, and each other in, in general, we were just kind of passing it along. So, and uh, what we were starting realizing is that like all the other bands that are doing this at a very higher level than us are pretty much doing the same thing, which is really cool. Oh, definitely. And that's how it should be, um, you know, for, for, for all the bands and for all the, the staff and, you know, organizers, everything. That's how it should be. That's how, that's how a music scene grows. That's how people come together. That's how people make connections. So I'm glad you guys, um, you know, obviously had a really great time with that. Plus that it was you know, nice for everybody involved with it as well. Yes. Very little injuries, which was immaculate. That's a good thing. Because if you've seen that crowd out there for Gojira, oh, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never seen, seen that big of a crowd. It was very intimidating. I was like, where do I go if anything happens? Because <laughs> like, I definitely can't get out like right here. There's no way. 
Definitely. Like a small city just staring at you, and you're like, oh, shit, you know? Oh, oh for sure. I'm glad uh, minimal in- injuries with everything people are taking care of. Now, as I'm wrapping up this interview, I got a couple couple things uh, for you. What what's the plans for preacher for uh, the next year, twenty twenty three? We're already at the end of December, you know, close to the end of December. Twenty twenty three is around the corner. What's the plan for preacher? Um, we're coming bigger, faster, and harder. That sounded really inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> we we um, won't no, take that out of context. <laughs> But no, yeah, no, we are we are ready to rise to the occasion. You know what I mean? I've seen what this last year did for us, which is really crazy to think that not even last year, like just this year in general, you know, for we went from like DIY booking like our shows to like overnight like getting a team that now like we all work together and like pushing this even further. And that literally happened in like six, seven months of us just playing shows that we booked ourselves, which is so crazy to me. And now it's like we're halfway through, we were halfway through November, almost into December. And we're like, what do you mean like half of 2023 is already booked out? They're like, yeah, we, we need you to confirm this, 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 and this. We're like, dude, it's so crazy how these things can just turn overnight if you're doing the right things and putting in the work. So, um, yeah, our biggest thing is that if we do come back to your city and you've already seen us, that we're going to give you an even bigger and better show. And we hope you like the new music because we are constantly in the studio so I'm hoping we can finally be that band that can actually rise to the occasion of how much people like taking content nowadays and just kind of get bored with it and throw it out. Um, I'm hoping we can actually rise to that occasion and be that band for you guys where it's like, oh man, they're releasing music like, you know, so often, but I like it, you know, instead of like, oh, this kind of sounds the same or this is, you know, this is kind of burning me out. I just, I don't want to, I want you to be like, oh, there's more. Oh, there's more. Wait, there's still more. Fuck yeah, let's just keep this going. So hopefully we can uh, achieve that in 2023 for everybody. Well, right on. I do hope you guys have a great 2023. You guys are constantly grinding and uh, you guys are just constantly building with everything. So I definitely look forward to seeing what you guys have in store for next year. Hell yeah. And where are you at? Uh, South Bend, Indiana. Oh, shit. South Bend? Oh, cool. Yeah. Dude, we're about to come by. I know oh, we're trying to tour up like uh, East Coast and stuff and like Midwest next year. So, dude, if we're in your neck of the woods, please come through and hang out with me. I I definitely will, man, for sure. But uh, as I'm wrapping this up, if anyone's interested, where can they find Preacher online? Um, the best place to go is directly to our website. It is www.preachernv for Nevada, so uh, nancyvictor.com. Uh, and then you'll see right on there where you can get merchandise online from us. So please buy whatever you want. Um, it's very cool stuff and there'll be more coming soon. And then also <clears throat> it has all of our links to like our YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, everywhere you can find us to keep up to date. And then um, don't be afraid to reach out to us personally because you can find us on there too. And we're very nice guys. So reach out if you have any more questions that you're not hearing on a podcast or anything or if you're at a show, come give us hugs or come hang out with us. We, we're not ones to be in the green room. So, Well, right on. I will drop a link for the website in the description as well, as long with the uh, music video for Live Life Phlebotomy. Nate, I had a fantastic time hanging out with you here on Super Bowl Thank Radio. you. Dude, we're sending it off. Dude, happy freaking New Year, man. That's well, right. I mean, 20, it's, there's, but, there's a minute, but... <laughs> Only, only like, what, 20 or so days. So now it, yeah. I, I, I hope you have a great new year, and I definitely look forward to seeing uh, new music from Preacher. And, of course, I look forward to seeing you guys live as well. But, Nate, thank you so much for stopping by here on Super Cool Radio. 
Matt, you're the man, and everybody like and subscribe to Super Cool Radio. If you don't, I'm coming to your house personally and doing it on your computer. Boom. That's right. We'll find out where you live. Anyway, <laughs> that sounded mildly <laughs> that that sounded mildly threatening. I'm sorry if that, that came is, off. That is a threat. That's 100 a threat. <laughs> Well, I think uh, I think we're we're gonna wrap this up before I make any more possibly mild uh, possible threats. Anyway, <laughs> for Nate Garrison, a preacher, I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching. Listen to Super Cool Radio, and remember, stay frosty. Love you guys.